sister. Hey girl, hey. Let me guess, you got a word. Sure do. I'll meet you at Bayroom. Mm-hmm. Welcome to episode four of the Bayroom Podcast and Show, or welcome back. Uh, my name is Deja. I'm Elisa, and, and welcome, to Bay Bay <laughs> welcome to the Bayroom. Welcome to Bayroom. Welcome to Bayroom. Here at Bayroom, we discuss all things Black love and Black family. What's making us? What's breaking us? And if that sounds like something you'd like to be a part of, a conversation you'd like to be a part of, please like this video and subscribe to our channel. Yes, and please feel free to catch the audio-only version of this, our podcast version, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, yes. Yeah. So what are we getting into today? Some things, some things, some things. Um, today's topic is actually one that hits home more than anything we'll probably ever talk about. It's the epidemic of the fatherless home. Ooh, I'm giving you the floor, girl. <laughs> Go ahead. In the black community specific. Um, now, let me start this off by saying this conversation is not in comparison to white homes, white families, but I just want to take a moment to talk about what's happening specific happening specifically in our community. Um, so really quickly, I want to I want to run down <clears throat> some statistics surrounding fatherless homes yes. um, and, the, and the effects that it has on our children and ultimately our communities. So 70% of black children grow up without a father in the home. Mm -hmm. If you're raised without your father, you are five times more likely to be poor and commit crime, mm. nine times more likely not to finish school, and 20 times more likely to end up in jail. Before I get into the facts, and excuse me, because I'm going to be reading from my phone because I want to make sure that, you know, I got my facts straight. Yes. Um, how does that how does that make you feel? Just that my heart is broken because kids can't choose their circumstances. Mm -hmm. So to know that you're already bets are against you, even like. Before, like, it depends, even sometimes before you're born, but even mm -hmm. before, like, whatever, like, before you can make a decision for yourself, it's heartbreaking, and it's <clears> evident. <throat> That's what's more scary, is that, like, this is not a lie. Like, you can clearly see we this see in the streets. It. So, so in 1964, Lyndon B. Johnson signed the academic, sorry, excuse me, the Economic Opportunity Act um, as part of, you know, his war, the War on Poverty, mm -hmm. um, which laid the foundation for programs like SNAP, Medicaid, Medicare, Head Start, Social Security, and all those things. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a conversation around the idea that this was the beginning of the destruction of the black family um, because it allowed for the woman to feel like they could do this by themselves. Mm. They didn't need a man, <clears throat> mm -hmm. and the government could replace that, you know, that provider. Yeah. Um, and so... In turn, you know, men were no longer valued um, and I guess just followed suit. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Then there was a crack era, mass incarceration, racism. Yeah. Um, I'm not racism, but <laughs> no, racism, well, racism. There. but everything else that comes with systematic racism. Mm-hmm. Um, but taking racism and, impress- and oppression out of the equation, um, the advantage that every other ethnic group has over blacks is a strong family foundation. Mm. Um, a strong family unit. Mm-hmm. You know, black people are more at more of, a, of an advantage today than we were in the 30s and the 40s when the black man was home with yeah. their family and the crime rate, rates in our communities were down. Yeah. Um, they weren't nearly as high, high as they are today. The idea is that if they had a father at home to fear and respect, um, they'd have more regard for authority and the people around them. So yeah. this doesn't take away from the fact there's always going to be the exceptions to the majority yeah um but you know we have choices at the end of the day but the decisions we make in life start with what's in us or the lack thereof so that being said um deja you grew (laughs) you grew up with your dad um in the home so you were you know one of the exceptions to the majority so what was that experience like for you Yes, yeah, so I was blessed enough to have my dad in the home, and I'm very grateful for it. Um, he's been through his own set of traumas. Mm-hmm. Um, his mom passed away at a young age. He was in a rap group called Trends of Culture. Shouting him out real quick. Um, but <laughs> that but that gives you a certain experience in life. Mm-hmm. Um, then he became a father with my mother, and I feel like them two together, they were so polar opposites. Like, they're both college educated, but I think... Aside from that, my mom had a different experience. She had both parents in the home and my dad didn't. So Mm -hmm. growing up with a dad in the home with those experiences, it almost feels like he's raising you for survival, even Mm -hmm. though you don't have to survive. Like, I never felt like I had to survive in anything, like any situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, like, for example, with sex with girls, and I know you can only imagine, like, that's with all dads, whether they're in the home or not, like how they perceive your daughter or how they perceive their daughter's having sex, but my dad was very big on just like, don't let niggas like do whatever. Like, I remember one day I called him and told him I got on birth control. Granted, I was in high school, so I imagine it was a shocker, but I I, I felt like I was doing the responsible thing. Like I was really, I called him to tell him that. I was really proud. You didn't call your mom first? Didn't call my mom first, called him. Why? I don't know, I don't know. And like, I think it's cause in the beginning, like my dad was, my dad's always been like a super cool dude. Like he's just always been mm-hmm. super cool. So like I just called him, like, and I just told him, and he got angry at me. And did you expect him to get angry? No, I was. I called him excited, and I got, and he got angry at me. And then come excited. to find out, yeah, because I felt like I was like really like you felt like you were doing something. Yeah, I felt like that adult. was a big girl thing to get on okay. birth control. Yeah, and I like, feel that. He took it. He was mad. So women mm-hmm. in his circle, his circumference, got on birth control mm-hmm. to prevent babies because they were doing what they weren't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. In our minds, in his mind. So here you are thinking you're super cool, dad. And he's thinking like, I'm Good doing job, those things. Deja. He's mm-hmm. thinking I'm doing those things. So after that, we never had any sex talks. Like it was never like that. And then fast forward to high school, I snuck out the house one day, already angry, already on ten. Him <laughs> and my mom, and they go through my bag. They find like a little bottle of Soraka hookah and some condoms. <gasps> And they were like heartbroken. Like they were very upset, not even over the fact that I snuck out. They just were like, like, like it was just a thing. And I was like, oh wow, like this is the responsible thing Wait, to do. Wait, how old were you? Maybe about 16, 17. It was in high school for a fact, I just can't remember. But um, like, so when I think about having a father in the home, he instilled like, it was almost like a, 
like a don't like a fear. Like mm-hmm. I, I almost felt like don't get caught up, don't do some stupid shit, don't do that, um, because that's his experiences, and that's those are his experiences with women. Um, I don't know what up until those were experiences with women, because when he got my mom, those were not his experiences. Like, but it was just like. I feel like because if he survived so much in his life, he was teaching me survival instead of living. Mm. And it, you know, it had an effect. Like, even now, I feel like I make the decisions I make because of him. Like, I make solid decisions. Like, but I feel like it took time to get to translate that into solid decisions. Like, as a child, like, that's not the decisions you're making. So that's just, like, one example. We never had sex talks in my house. Like, I kind of just had sex and things happened. And and then, like, I told you about it if something got bad. Like, that's just what it was. Yeah. What, What are some things that you shared? Like, that, like when things got bad, what do you think? I basically one day, like, oh, God, anybody from my high school watching this? Yeah. Kiss my ass. Um, kiss my no, ass. seriously, kiss my ass. <laughs> um, but basically, I felt pressured to have sex because I didn't have sex um, for a long time in high school. Like That's a lot of A lot stories. of the women, a lot of the women in my, that I was surrounding myself with, girls at the time, I already were doing that stuff. And they already had stories. And I hung, you know, when it's a, I went to a high school in a small town. So when you know it's like that, everybody's having sex with each other. Even if it sounds mm-hmm. disgusting now, that's not what it was. It wasn't disgusting then. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> It wasn't disgusting. It then. wasn't disgusting then. So I felt pressure to do that. And I ended up um, having relations with this, this guy that, this girl I wasn't friends with, but we were cool. It was her boyfriend. And I told my parents about that. And that he wasn't my boyfriend. He was almost somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And I felt disgusted with myself. And in turn, I think they felt disgusted with me and disappointed. But I'm like, we don't have conversations like that. Not that I didn't know it was wrong. I, no one has to have a conversation to tell you that's wrong. But like, I didn't have open dialogue. So I almost feel like, which and this goes back um, to something else I told you before. I almost tell you, th- I tell people things because I'm spilling over. I don't look for emotional support. I just, I'm, it's overflowing. So I spit it out. Mm-hmm. And that's why I told them that. So I never had a healthy sex conversation with my mom or dad. Um, I remember my dad telling me one time, he's like, like after this condom situation he found, after I snuck out the house, he was like, you know, you and your mom one day are going to talk about that. He's like, I hope it's not a bunch of guys. And I was like, it's not. It's actually one guy. One guy I shouldn't be with. One guy I shouldn't be doing things with. And because I'm scared to do anything else with, I only keep going back to that one guy. Mm. And he thought in my mind I was fucking everybody. And not because he thought I was a hoe, but like because he thought like, he just associated could, that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... But I'm like, that's survival for you. Not as an adult, that's survival. So, like, that's, like, having a dad in the home to instill it. But he... They come off bases of, like, their own experiences. So... It could kind of it could kind of go both ways. Like it's it's like yes, I had a dad in the home, so statistically, I guess I'm not in that statistic, but I could have been. Like, so it's like that that point that I brought up. I believe I said this when I first started. Depending, so you can have an act. You can have a father in the home. Mm-hmm. But what value does he add to your life? Yeah. And that depends on his upbringing. That yeah. depends on the work that he's done. Because exactly. there are plenty, like I said, like there's mm-hmm. people, a lot of people in our communities, like if their father is in a deadbeat or complete, you know, a deadbeat or, you know, around paying child support, but like inconsistent, he's there, but he's not adding value. No. He's not an actual parent. Not to say that this is your no, case. No, no, my dad But, yeah, yeah, but, you know, there all parents fall short but like there mm-hmm. is you know just a, a huge void in in certain areas um mm-hmm. so that i think it's great that you you know you come in with the the perspective of completely opposite of mine mm-hmm. um of having your dad around because 
Um, and then like, you know, the circumstances around that, like him not, you know, having his parents and, yeah. and all of those things just because um, it's so interesting because I feel like we, and this is kudos, not kudos, but like big ups to my mother for, mm -hmm. you know, doing her best to fill that void and to make yeah. sure that, yeah, you know, I never went without. Mm -hmm. So for me, I have a really hard time identifying what not having my father has done to yeah. me. I have a huge yeah. heart. Like I have a, some girls are like, oh, you know, they got this examples. is because, yeah. yeah. I don't see myself as someone who has daddy issues because yeah. I was never a hoe. I never, and I don't like to use the word hoe. Let's not use that word. But I like was you never like sleeping around. Sleeping around. I never, yeah. you know, I never felt like I needed validation from a mm -hmm. man. But I know because of the people in my life, you know, I know that there are areas, you know, where it's apparent that, you know, I do have some sort of daddy issues. I just, I just can't identify. That's I just, amazing. Shout out to your mom. <laughs> That's amazing though. I don't know how amazing that is because I feel like it's a, it's a like, I feel a little like desensitized. I feel a little desensitized because so just a little bit of background. A little bit of background. I don't even know where to start with my father. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting too. I hope he sees this. You missing out, mm. kid. You missing yeah, out. no, you are missing out. Not just on my life. No, but you're just missing out on having daughters. I think having a daughter being able to raise a woman. There's multiple of us. But being able to raise a woman. <laughs> my sister Grace Rose is like Yeah. The bomb. She's amazing. You're amazing. I think being able to raise a woman and say you like you, you were did able that to do that. And contribute yeah. to it. Yeah. My dad is probably saying that. Right. Like literally. So, you know, I don't even know where to start, but like I you know, I have memories of my father. My father was like around I was very close. I was raised very closely with his family. Okay. So my mother kind of made sure that, you know, I had a relationship with them growing up. So like his sisters, my grandmother, my cousins. Mm -hmm. um, but he's always kind of been, he played basketball professionally. So he's always kind of been like come and go kind mm -hmm. of, you know? Okay. So hindsight is twenty twenty. So like my perspective is very, very different than like my... I'm just realizing a lot of things like I wasn't around him as much as I thought I was mm -hmm. like the moments that, you know, I thought we had were very, they seemed like, like a lot yeah, and big you, deals yeah. back then. But now that I look back at it, I realize, or maybe I'm just forgetting some things as I get Could older, be. Could be. but I, you know, I don't have any significant memories of him other than like check-ins like mm -hmm. when he's in town grab a bite to eat you know send me back on my merry way um never answered my phone calls like I always had his number <clears throat> never answered my phone calls I do have like so there were a couple times that because of his family I went to go visit him wherever he was staying at the time um but he was not an active father at all mm -hmm. like he's I don't remember ever receiving any gifts from him, yeah. any happy birth, like nothing. Yeah. He was just like a person um, that was like in and out of my life for a period of time and then like completely out of my life. I, I want to say before high school, like completely out. Um, so 
this conversation is rough for me just because I don't feel like I've gotten to a point where I can talk about how it's impacted me. Yeah. And I don't want to just say anything, like you know? You be true in your Yeah, and, and your I want to be able to, like, be aware of these things. Like, I don't want to just say, oh, it's made me cold, because I don't think that's the case. Like, I think that any kind of, like, emotional block I have, it, it's not just if that does has contributed to it it's not just that like i've gone through some some things that you know and had some experiences and some interactions that have contributed to me being any kind that has contributed to any kind of emotional block mm -hmm. that i have but what i will say is you know i've never i never had a father figure in my home Mm -hmm. All of the men in my life, godfathers, uncles. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you have one at all? No. So now I have I have two godfathers. Mm -hmm. I have one godfather that, you know, has been present in my life, throughout my life, um, but has not been consistent. Mm -hmm. But I don't have high expectations of these men. Yeah, okay. You know? That's a valid point. I don't. So they're not hurting. Like, it's not hurting I don't you. feel hurt. Yeah. There may be, like, a slight disappointment, but I don't feel hurt. Yeah. I don't have high expectations for these guys. But I do have a, another godfather who was actually my father's best friend mm -hmm. um, who I got um, – I was introduced to him at 18, mm -hmm. and we've been super close ever since. I don't see him all the time, but we speak all the time. He's like – now he's becoming like that go-to guy that I call like if I want <laughs> like advice on you know uh, guys in general yeah. like you know if I'm if I feel like I need to hear a guy's perspective on something mm -hmm. <clears throat> he's you know I've I've as of late have been you know calling him about things like that but I've I haven't had any like constant father figures my mom didn't have me around a bunch of men like I know that she mm -hmm. dated she wasn't in super long and like committed relationships growing up so I will say that like I feel like I, I I didn't know what relationships were supposed to be like mm -hmm. and how to treat a man yeah how to treat a black like, how to treat a black man yeah um I'm learning that um I've learned that in my current relationship yeah. and just understanding the traumas that our men come with yeah and you know just trying to be a safe space for them um yeah so yeah, yeah the, the, it's it's difficult for me to talk about just because I, I I'm still I'm still trying to figure out like they're trying to process like what's what does it mean to you like yeah it's tough and I think that's honest I think I'm glad you didn't come on here and say like so, and 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 I'm not gonna call it a cliche thing because these are real things. But a lot of people say how they allow men to treat them is a real cause of like how their dads like show how their dads were absent or, or it's very hot. <laughs> um, I'm I'm hold, hanging on by a thread. Um, a lot of women say that, and I believe that. Like I'm not calling them liars, but I'm glad you didn't come on and almost like give yourself reasons that could be not of that like yeah you like, didn't make you're you're really trying to find out and then that's the work i don't want to be dramatic that's, about it it's not know? even it's not even dramatic though like you're finding what it is to you and one day you might find that or you might not because that's the blessing like you might not sometimes i have moments because i feel like it's so normalized and we're so desensitized to, yeah. to how how much of a big deal it is to birth something mm-hmm 
and abandon it completely. Yeah, it's it's actually against our human ways, even as a man. Like, I know that men don't have that natural, like, motherly, like, like you know, mothers get the skin to skin, mothers get the breastfeeding. Breastfeeding naturally keeps you close with your kid. We are biologically connected. Like, we, mm-hmm. it's like, I literally can't go away from you. I need your smell and they need ours. Mm-hmm. And I know men don't have that, but, like, even as a, a human male, it's really hard. Like, I can't even imagine, like... So I know that there are circumstances, right? I know there are circumstances where (sighs) relationships don't work out. Women could be bitter and nasty. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times our men are not equipped to deal with those things. The system is another thing. Yeah, The system works against our men. Um, Mm -hmm. So I know that there are a lot of moving parts to these situations. Yeah. But I'll tell you right now, there ain't a soul that could come between my child and his father. Yeah. Not even if I wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, if that means you got to, if that means you have to manipulate the mom, like, do what you need to do. That describes his character though. All I'm hearing is character traits. D- that, do what you need to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, do what you need to do. It's just so I was saying that, you know, I feel like we become we we've become so it's become so normalized. So when I sit and really think about the fact that I have a whole parent that doesn't even know if I'm dead or alive. Yeah. It's <laughs> I don't even know if he's dead or alive in this moment. Because, you know, anything can happen to anyone. Yeah, anytime. That's weird. It is. Even as you're saying it, I'm like, wow. Like, to not it's know. It's a big deal. Like, my, if I didn't know what my dad, like, my dad calls me, like, all the time. So if I didn't, like. It's weird. Not even calling me for a week is weird. Like. It's weird. To not know if, like. You know, as as you, as anything. life goes on, like, it, you know, it becomes easier because, you know, this is this is it just is what it is, and yeah. it's been twenty some. You get used to it, so you get used to it. But That's when you weird. really sit and think about it, it's like. But back to back to like the system, yeah, and how it was designed. So there's so there's two arguments. There's the argument that these programs were put into place to destroy the black black family, to remove the black man from the home. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the perspective of, you know, the government, we already know that the government is never going to do anything to help us. But, you know, SNAP, Medicare, Medicaid, these programs were not only for black people. No. They were for, you know, the poor in general. So there are plenty of white, but we know today, there are plenty of white people who, you know, utilize these programs. Um, But, it does go to to show you it goes without it goes to show you like what we did with it like i mm-hmm. i think that that it says a lot cuz of poor decision making um and also you know the system being set against us it was easier for it to have this effect on our mm-hmm. communities um and you know mass incarceration has a big just it it it, is so many i can't even i wish we had an expert on here to to you know really dive into all the facts but there's so many moving parts yeah but it just it says a lot what 
what we what our community did with it does. that. It does because when I think about like slavery times, I'm like, it didn't happen then. Like people were getting married during slave. Like when black people were getting married during times of the worst distress we've ever faced in this country. And there was a big value like, on family. You literally got married and you held values that people stripped away from you and told you you were. And this is before what three fifths of a human. You were not human. Mm -hmm. You were like cattle. Like you literally were there to work, and people were still holding values of family and like marriage even during the civil rights like era. literally during any era where like there was extreme pain and there was a reason for you to run away from whatever you were doing and then all of a sudden and not all of a sudden literally but all of a sudden it's like things are added mm -hmm. more 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 things are given and you and you run away and like i can see it being straight i can see it being strained too like i could see it being you know you have all this help, or I'm out here working, and da da da. I could see it being like that, or just anger, bitterness mm -hmm. towards black towards black women. Like, why do I have to take? Like, sometimes I think, like, do men back then think like, why do I have to take care of you when I'm busting my ass and like things are like that? And maybe it caused a bitterness in that woman. I don't think that. I think what it is is that at the end of the day, our psyche was already completely destroyed with slavery and with all of the oppression. Like, we we were already battling so many things mentally that these average, you know, day-to-day -day things, you know, just took a toll. Like, I, I don't think that it was, um, I don't think it was something that was intentional, like in the homes, like women are like, oh, I'm fed up. No, no, no. no. I'm gonna just let the government raise your children. <laughs> no, I think it was more so like, and it, it almost feels like, like a, how do I describe it? Things happen so um, perfectly is not the word. But it feels like it was designed to happen this way. Yeah. And that's what people make the argument, too, that it really was because we were so much powerful. It was It was so perfectly yeah. set up. Imagine being, in, being enslaved and coming out on that and running your own shit. Running your own. We literally shit. had you, we, communities. Communities. You didn't have to leave your community. So then, what happens when you don't have to leave your community? You build it up. Black people were entrepreneurs. It becomes the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Like literally, you were enslaved. You were told you were nothing, nobody. You couldn't read or write. You built your own communities. You didn't have to leave them. You built them up. They mm -hmm. were amazing. Your kids went to school here. Your mom and dad worked here, mm -hmm. or mom rather was at home. Dad was working here. Dad came home. Everybody was happy. Yeah. They hate to see it. So. <laughs> So the idea, you know, behind the conversation is that, like, we would be ahead so much further, especially our black men, because I think it starts with them as far as, like, family is concerned. Mm. I feel like our men, they're so needed in the home. I feel like, you know, behind every strong black man, there's a, a strong yeah. black woman, of course. But I just feel like as far as being the leader and really like guiding and being just that pillar in the home. I feel like I think it was strategic, strategically removing the black man from their home, making it so that these women, there's, there's literally a documentary that I saw. I saw clips of a documentary where it's always the white men going in the hood interviewing, asking these stupid ass questions back in the days. I but like we're a fucking zoo. <laughs> This man was asking these women, I think he was either in a school or I don't remember, but he was just like, do you need a man? Like, do where's where's the father of your children? 
And this was like the 70s. Like what? And they're all like, why would I need a man if I can get X, Y, and Z? If I got this and I got that. I don't need a man. I don't got to put up with this and I don't got to put up with yeah. that. Um, so it's just sad. It's just sad to see. Uh, and I, on the other end of that, though, I don't know what the exact statistic is, but there has been a huge increase of black families staying together and black men raising their children, mm-hmm. um, you know, in more recent times. But just think about like all of the lives that could have been saved and mm-hmm. think about areas, certain areas where all there is like in Chicago, where all there is, is violence and literally gangs are raising. And children. G- yes, the streets are raising these people. The streets are raising these people. It's just like the blind leading the blind. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. All of their fathers are either in jail, dead, dead. on the very street they're shooting at, mm-hmm. like just with them or cracked yeah. out. Yeah. Like it's, it's really sad. No, it is. It is. Um, we I take can't it for even, granted. I can't even imagine like. We don't really sit and think about like. No. I mean, I know people have this conversation, but we don't really sit and think about how, like, I'd rather fight tooth and nail to keep my son's dad in our home. Now, I'm a, you know, <laughs> in a relationship, you know, you, you, you go through but so much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if it's a solid relationship, like, you do what you can to... yeah. You know, too many, I've just, especially back when we were younger, like, I've just seen too many, too many families fall apart unnecessarily just because the men didn't have the tools, the women didn't have the tools, you having babies with the wrong people. Yeah. You know what I mean? You having babies by fathers who don't, you know, who don't have, don't, who don't, they don't just don't got it. Yeah. They just don't got it. Then I feel like at a certain point, you have to look within yourself. I know it's a certain conversation, but I feel like aside from women that men change, I know we talked about this on episode two about narcissists, like people that literally show you a face and have changed. So aside from those people, like that's a different example. All that other nonsense, you have to look within. Like sometimes, like I feel like I, so how I feel about like my situation, my child, I didn't sign up to have a baby by myself. Like never. Never mm-hmm. wasn't never thought like, oh, I can do this alone. I can. Obviously, we survive. But how I see things is like that was never my thought going in. Um, I've never the women in my family didn't raise kids by themselves, even if they were unhappy. So I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. But mm-hmm. I never like my I would it was never an option for me for me to be a single parent. It yeah. was never an option. Mm-hmm. So then what you have to do when you think about that, pick the right partner. Right. Before you do that, though, you have to look within. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't look within. Nowadays, I can only speak for now because that's, we could tell our age, whatever, but like I can't speak for back then because all I could do is do my research and see. But for now, I see people falling in love with the thought than the process. Mm -hmm. They fall in love with the idea of a baby than the idea of a child. Mm -hmm. They fall in love with the idea of a family than actually doing the work to keep a family or keep or having a baby to keep a man. Yeah. Like it's, it's weird. It's weird. things <laughs> going on. You're falling in love with the Instagram pictures and the videos of your baby shower. Then you are falling in love with the process of raising a human mm-hmm. in human. Mm-hmm. Look how complex we are. Mm-hmm. We're so multifaceted. So why do you think like that baby 
that baby situation lasts it's quick mm-hmm. please you you hear babies cry it sounds like for life it's not be praying your baby will cry to you one day mm-hmm. because it goes by so quick and i don't see people falling in love with the process and not that i fell in love with the process but i was very intentional on what i chose to do having a baby to me was not a mistake mm-hmm. it was not an, and even if it was you choose the partner that's gonna uplift that mistake does your partner have his father in his life yes yeah so how do you think do you see where that was a benefit i know it's hard to identify but like do you see because the, the majority of the men that I've come across Don't. did not have a father in their life. Don't. Yeah. And I can see the areas where maybe if they had their father, they would be able to deal with this situation a little bit yeah. better. I see how they it, would have the tools. I see how it I see how it uh, it, wor- it worked in his favor um, or or a man in general, like a fatherly figure. Like, I think all men need it. I women. Women, we think we can do it oh, all. Oh no, we need it. We need a man we in the home, it. even for even for daughters. Like you need it, but we like it. for raising men, you've never been a man. You never been a black man. You never been a man in America. You never. So yes, you can do it on your own if you have to. Yes, there there are resources. But you will be lacking. You are lacking in a lot of areas. You are lacking. And then when it comes to relationships, like you are lacking. I can I can go down a list of things. Now I can go down a list of things that I feel like having my father would have helped me as far as being a better partner Mm -hmm. for sure you know just i can go i can talk about that for forever but um so women we definitely need we definitely need our fathers but i really do feel like our men because they are the pillar because they are supposed to be leading they need they need their dads. You need examples. They need their dads. When you go to school and take a test, have you not been taught? Right. Like mm-hmm. you need examples. You can't just wing it. Mm-hmm. There's some of the best fathers in the world that are like I like you cannot just wing it. Like there's mm-hmm. no handbook to fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Every child is different. Every person is different. You need the father in the home. And I'm glad that like there's an uproar or uptick of like families staying together, black families. Mm-hmm. But we need i feel like some women just need to be more intentional also about having children with people that they that they don't foresee themselves with it's not a trend i think also it's not a thing to do what we talked about in an earlier episode about having grace and holding yourself accountable yes because that's what's gonna keep your family together that's what's gonna keep your black man at home Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that's what's gonna yeah that's what's gonna make the relationship work even if it's not a romantic relationship that's what's gonna make the friendship the co-parent whatever it is like you have to be able to flex in all relationships your work relationships all relationships so yeah i agree i really want to focus on because we have two really great different perspectives yeah on father in the home yeah. So I really want you to highlight some of the benefits that you can, you know, you can you can identify of having your dad at home. So if I speak, so I'm speaking about my personal experience. I feel like having my father at home, like if I speak generally, like having the father at home is it it gives you the perspective your mom can't give you like. He kept it, like, my mom never not kept it real. Like, that's not, but my dad was a little bit more raw, I should say. My dad was raw, no filter, like, kind of gave it to me straight. Where my mom was more motherly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I needed that balance. Because mm-hmm. who I am today is exactly that. Like, literally, I am, a, I am the freaking blend. I can see that. And it's just, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try to be that way, please. If, it, if you asked me and my dad, like, 
were we that cool in my high school days? He'd tell you, like, no. Um, but it came out that way. So, like, that's really a major benefit is that, like, I feel like your father, while he, while I said, like, before he gave me, like, survival skills, he gave it to me in a raw way. Like, I, I just can't let it go. Like, that's who I am now. And then my mother, like, balanced it out. Um, but I feel like specifically for my dad, he has life experiences that my mom does not have. Like, my dad's um, experimented with entrepreneurship. Like, he's done so many things in his life mm -hmm. that, like, I don't think I'd be who I am today without him at all. Like, I don't even know, like, my mom, like, sometimes like, we laugh because I'm like, my mom, like, she's really, really smart. Mm -hmm. She, like, grew in her career and the career that's, like, is linear. She grew in it. She reached the top of the level. Ding, rings the bell. Mm -hmm. Where my dad's career wasn't linear, but he's successful. Like, he give, he shows me that there's another way. Um, and I think just having two perspectives when it's only one perspective in the home, um, it gets mm -hmm. a little, it gets a little foggy, like, you know, and then you're looking for the other perspective from wherever your outlet is, whether that's social media, whether that's your friends. I had two perspectives and I was able to make decisions with two perspectives. I think that's a huge point. Yeah. Because for me, I only have my mother. Yeah. And everything that she came with. Mm -hmm. I don't have anyone to balance that out. The good and the bad. I don't have anyone else's like fibers. Yeah. Literally. To balance. I mean, literally. I have his fibers, but I don't have like that thought process. Yeah. And, you know, it's a good and a bad thing because this goes back to the point of like choosing your partner wisely, choosing who you have children with wisely. Because maybe my father's not a person who... I want to be like, maybe I don't want yep. to have some of his qualities. And I know I do naturally mm -hmm. just genetics, but like maybe there are things about my father that it's good that he wasn't in my life, yeah. but to have a man, he's still a man at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, yes. I, I feel like the level headedness that you have, and I'm not mm -hmm. talking about you being stressed out and anxious, mm -hmm. but you being able to be like, rational mm -hmm. mm. you're pretty rational mm -hmm. i feel like you have a certain poise about you that that it show and even your interaction with sam mm -hmm. i'm sorry okay. they're gonna find a man on socials <laughs> even your interaction with your fiance like the level of respect that you have for him yeah. i feel like Coming into my relationship now, respect was a huge thing. Like, and it wasn't that I didn't have respect. I just didn't know how to show it. I didn't show that I had respect. Yeah. I didn't grow up with any, not a, a, an ounce of testosterone yeah. in my home. Literally, literally. So I didn't have that revere or, or, or admiration for a man you had your daddy. Yeah. You know, you grew up with a man that you could admire and that you could, you know what I mean? Like, make you feel safe. Like, I didn't have that. So it almost makes me feel like men are disposable, you know? Mm. So when I got one. Mm. It's all right. Like, I can do without them. Like, I don't really. And it, that's not even how, almost, that was how I acted. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't necessarily how I felt. But it's like, that's what I gave. Yeah. And bringing it back to, like, how this translates, um, and I almost wish we had a male's perspective of like, you know, someone who was aware of how not having his father. Yeah. Yeah. Not having how how, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> how <laughs> not having his father has impacted him as a man emotionally. Mm -hmm. Me and um, 
my boyfriend talk about this all the time and just about like he says this is his words men who don't have who were raised around a bunch of women especially stressed out single mothers you know they are brought up as like they they end up turning into bitches yeah and that's why they're killing each other yeah like (laughs) listen y'all know what i mean by yeah you that's know. why they're killing each other. That's why they're so emotional. That's why oh, they can't control their emotions. They can't like control their triggered. emotion. They're super triggered. Yeah. Because they resort to anger and violence. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's why, like, men drink a little bit and wait, get all wait. super, like, <laughs> wait, what? some of them. Because I'd be wondering, like, why are you in a, why are you at a function where you were fine? You mm-hmm. were fine. Your attitude was great. You were happy coming in here. Why is it that you drink a little bit and now you want to fight the first person that looks at you a little bit? Like, what is that? Why is it that the liquor is bringing that Why out of that? you? I yeah. feel what you're saying. I it feel gives, what you're saying. like, women drinking wine and now you're getting it riled up. Bitch. It gives. It really does. <laughs> it it gives really bitch. does. It's a good point. And, you know, and bitch is not... Um, <laughs> <laughs> bitch is not is, is not the greatest word, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. A lot of yeah. times, like, you know, in our friend groups, when we talking about men, not necessarily our men, but when we're talking about men, we'd be like, that man was acting like a little bitch. Little like, bitch. but it's not funny because it's ser- it's real. It's, it's real. And it this is. is how he was taught how to deal with his emotions, to lash out and, and not be rational, not be level-headed. Mm. Um, and sometimes, you know, it doesn't always take a daddy to teach you that. But it does add value, you know, to having your father does add add that that balance. And I feel like going back to you, like that's what you have that, you know, it's something that I'm learning. Um, It's something that I'm becoming more aware of Um, just being able to. And it also goes back to the conversation of like submission Mm -hmm. and being able to give give allow allow my partner to have that energy mm-hmm. in the relationship you know that masculine energy yeah. that we talk about yeah it's true um it's true. because i was definitely giving alpha uh, giving <laughs> alpha he said you're alpha aren't called you? <laughs> he was like alisa you you give me alpha yeah and it's not even like i'm like dominant at all i don't feel like i'm like i feel like when it comes to things like when it comes to things like decision making yeah. and because I feel like I add value in certain areas. What did he say? He said, it's not always going to go Elisa's way. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I had to adjust to. Like mm-hmm. it's not always my, I grew up watching my mother make all yeah, like the decisions. Every decision. Yeah. I don't trust nobody else, but me. Yeah. As a, I don't trust no man. Maybe, maybe, Maybe the way that, you know, my, not having my father affected me is me not being able to put my full trust in. And I don't want to blame it all on this because it's also like what you show mm-hmm. in a relationship, like what you show you can you can handle how mm-hmm. you can lead in a relationship. But, you know, maybe me, my first go to is is not trusting that this is a man and he can, you know, he can handle this or. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we're having this conversation, I can identify certain areas as at least in in my relationship, how not having my father, you yeah. know, has impacted me. It's 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 definitely. Yeah, it's definitely um, the respect thing is a huge it's, it's a huge thing. Like I didn't grow up my mother teaching me about men at all. Yeah. And like honor your man. 
like that type of stuff. Yeah, like, and I think it's great that she didn't have me a bunch of around a bunch of men. I don't think she did her. I don't think she dated a lot. I mean, I don't know what she did, but yeah, but that but you don't know what she did. I don't know what she did. I can count on one hand in my whole entire life that I that I that men that I met. Yeah, I can count on one hand how many of them and. Even that, like, I never had no man sleeping in our house. No. None of that. Yeah. But there's also a downside to that because I didn't get to, you know, witness what a healthy interaction between, you know, a man and a woman was like. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what I didn't know what it meant to be submissive. I didn't know what it meant to share space with Mm -hmm. a man. Yeah. Um, that's a valid point and a valid pickup. Yeah, in the situation. Yeah, and I and I think it's very evident. Like as I, I pay, and maybe I can. You know, you're someone. If I really sit and think about it, let me think about it before I actually <laughs> say this. You know that little music. I believe you are the only friend that I have. You're more like family, but. The only sure. friend that I have that has their father in their life, besides like mm. you know Raven Morgan, but mm. that's you know that's family, yeah. so it's a little different. But you're literally the only person, so I feel like I could learn a lot f- about myself, mm-hmm. you know, watching you and reflecting, and and seeing the way that you you know you you. You handle situations, you know, just as we, we mm-hmm. talk more and things like that. Maybe that'll help me because that's another thing. If I don't grow, if I don't surround myself with women who have, you know, have this experience. Oh, no, yeah. And you were just are still having the same. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to be around a bunch of girls that just don't, don't got that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just continue to, to think the same, you know, think the same thing about myself. The only thing that I'm not doing that a lot of girls do that don't have their dads is sleep around. I never yeah. slept around. Um, and I don't even know if it's safe to say that that's a daddy issue. Yeah. You know, that's a, like, that's a you doing you issue. Yeah. Like there's plenty of girls with daddies. Yeah. And their daddies is pastors. And exactly. <laughs> like you're, you're just looking for something, whatever, whatever yeah. subconscious thing. Yeah. That's, um, that's that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And so I like that you came on and you didn't like try to not make up reasons, but you didn't try to force it. No. Like you're like, I'm still exploring. I'm still, still learning that. And now you have your own son. It's going to come. Like, listen, they say when you want to learn the most about yourself, have a baby or start a business. That's when you learn the most about yourself. Yeah. You can't lie to yourself. I've learned the most about myself being in a relationship. Mm. <laughs> like, I think if you allow, if you allow and you're open-minded and you're, um, and you're, you going through the motions, if you're open to, to changing and learning. Yeah. And if you listen, you learn a lot about yourself. In any relationship, really, but mostly romantic relationships because you guys are, like, spending mm-hmm. all of your time together and going through the ups and the downs mm-hmm. and, it's work. you know, all of it's hard work. It's work. It's not some easy-peasy take pics for the gram and everything's great. It's real work. And it's real work having a family. So what are some things that you feel like What are some 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 ways about you that you feel like would be different or things that you would would maybe miss out on if you didn't have your dad? Did I word that right? Yeah. 
I think so. Um, I don't think I'd be as confident. My dad really instilled, like, he made, like, despite, like, so he did it in a way where, like, it hurt my feelings when I was younger, but he made me feel like the prize always. Like, like I was too good for stuff. And mm-hmm. you could translate that how you want. Some people take that and really act like they're too good for certain shit. But, like, I just have this confidence about me where, like, I really don't feel like there's anything I can't do. Like, mm. like will I be successful? I don't know. But I don't feel like there's anything I can't try. There's anything I can't do. I really don't have that thought. Like, I just, everything's going to work out type of situation. Like, But I do just, you think, I'm sorry to cut yeah, you off, yeah. but do you think that that is a quality that only a father could instill in you? Or is this more specific to your dad? It's more specific to my dad. So what do you think... In general, because I feel like there are things that because at the end of the day, we're talking about individuals. So like my mother could instill that in me. Right. But as a father, Mm. what are some things that you like if you didn't have your father around? I think I think the question, the answer still remains because there's a lot of things that a man can instill in a woman like he instilled that like so that like that confidence like he he gave it to me in a raw man way. Like, it was like, how can I phrase it? It's hard it? to put into words. It is. It is. Because it's my really mom, an energy with men. It really is an energy and, like, an energy that's not generic. Like, moms all day, I could tell my daughter, like, you're the most beautiful thing out here. She yeah, is, to cliche. me. She is. Um, But only, I feel like her dad can tell her the value. And make her, f- and actually make her feel that Make way. her feel it, but the value of what she has. Like, mm. like the value of who, the value, value of who she is. Mm. Like, I can instill it. I will live it. I don't have to even tell you. Like, I am a woman. I, you, you can see me do what I do. Mm. But like, your father, like, instills this type of like, you are not to be fucked with. But mm. not in a, not because you're better. But because of like what you are, like you have a feminine energy, whatever you are, like, and I feel like only a man can do that. Like, it's really, it's really tough. Like, I don't like, and, and only a specific man, like a fatherly figure. I don't feel like a brother to a sister. Like, mm-hmm. a fatherly figure can tell a daughter or a daughter figure like the value of what they bring to the table. And I believe it more because I'm looking at what you saw in my mom. Like, you could have had any woman. Why her? Mm-hmm. So it's just the value of what they bring. It's different than confidence. That's not the word. It's really just like something that it's it's something different that you can't put into words, but it makes you feel like the prize cuz it's like you could have any woman you want or any woman relatively like what you want, but like you found my mother, what did she bring to the table? So mm-hmm. I feel like the answer still remains the same, but it is an energy. Did you ever look for your dad in other men? I think my dad and Sam are a lot alike. Really? But yeah. did, was that intentional? No. No. But did you look for your dad? No. No? no. Please, if you fucking ask me, like, I no. <laughs> no. Sorry, uh, Marcus. No, sorry. <laughs> Love you, dad. Uh, but no. Why? No, I think because we had so much turmoil in high school mm-hmm. that, like, looking for a man to date, that's not that that was the opposite. I just didn't seek it. Like, it just wasn't at the top of mind. I was looking for my own man that would fit Deja, like, at, in Deja mm-hmm. at that time. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't looking for him at all. It was. It's not, not always gonna be that peachy king story. It's like, oh, my dad was no. the love of my life, and I want my husband. You can to be. have a great father that pissed you off. You can have a great father that fucking pissed you off, like a great father that told you shit you didn't want to fucking hear, or probably shit you didn't even need to hear. 
yeah. you're still a great father. It's yeah. I don't feel like I feel like those stories like it's it's a few and far between. It's few and far between. Like it's very rare. especially when you have like a black dad a that black comes dad, from certain things, and you need to be challenged. I don't need you to be the perfect dad. I need you to tell me shit that some other nigga won't tell me. Like or they'll take advantage of me for the thing that I am that you're shining like. You know what's so interesting? This brings up a huge point. So a lot of the conversations me and my boyfriend have are like, he feels like, and I don't 100% agree with this, but I respect this. I don't know men at all. No matter how many guy friends I've had, how many guys I've dated, mm -hmm. I don't know the thought process of a man. I, I don't know men at all. And the idea that not only do I not know men, the idea that I have of men is completely off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, completely. And <laughs> it's interesting because I feel like maybe that wouldn't be the case if I had my father around. I would have, you know, certain knowledge. Um, and it's not like I've, I've, I've been fortunate enough to not, you know, have had horrible experiences with men being taken advantage of and things like mm -hmm. that. But even just like day-to-day -day interactions and just like, just my perception of like, and it translates in my relationship because it's like certain things that is normal for a man mm -hmm. or the thought process of a man. It's like, I don't get it and I don't respect it. And I feel like maybe something's mm -hmm. wrong with you, but it's like, maybe if I grew up with my father, I would understand that a little bit more. Yeah. That's I'd be able to, I'd be able to navigate that a little bit better. I've never thought about that. I've never thought about that. I just know because I have my dad and he told me what he liked in my mom, I knew what men looked for in women. Like mm. what men in, that they wanted to keep. Mm. Not women that they just wanted to have sex with or do whatever with. What about the relationship between your parents? What about it? Like what? D did that set any type of tone for you? Yeah. Um, so they've argued. Like it's just regular stuff. But like I feel like I've never let a man like disrespect me to a certain extent like he's never disrespected my mom so I never thought disrespect was normal for an example or like the way he talks about my mom that's where I was going before like the way he talks about my mom he's like your mom is really smart she goes out she sets goals she can read he jokes he'll be like she can read like she could write like she's not <laughs> dumb no, she like he's, he's just funny like that but like he'll be like she's not dumb she doesn't yeah. walk around stupid she doesn't walk around with a bunch of bitches that are stupid like mm -hmm. so the things that he said about my not, mom not I think, a bunch of bitches yeah like she's just like she doesn't she doesn't carry herself a certain way oh my God. so you those things I found that I needed to be because that's what you valued in her, mm -hmm. like to stay with her. They've been together for so long. And not that they never argued. They've argued before. They never argued a lot, thankfully, but they've argued before. But it was, it's, there was a level of disrespect that I just wasn't willing to take. And I, I hate to even say it, but I will smack shit out you over a certain <laughs> level of shit. Like, it's just because it's so disrespectful to me. Like, like there's certain words you cannot use. There's certain things you cannot do. Um... And I feel like that's what my dad, because while they argue and I didn't really hear much, the ones I heard were never really like disrespectful. Mm -hmm. They're just arguing over a point. Like maybe they, maybe they kept it away from you. Maybe they did. And maybe that's Glad you a, did. a great thing. Because the level of disrespect now, I don't take anything. Like there's not, there's no, no. Like it's almost laughable um, if like someone were to come at me a certain way. So like, 
But I feel like the things more so like that's the relationship they had is he's always uplift, uplifted her. Like he's mm-hmm. always talked about like what she brought to the table. So mm-hmm. I always thought you had to bring something. Like I never thought like you just show up and a man mm-hmm. takes care of you. Like I never had that idea. Never. Not even for my grandparents. Never had that idea. Mm-hmm. Like my grandma's always worked. Um, she's always been super smart. She's cared. Like she cares. She cares about people. She took care of like remedial. I don't know if that's even the right word, but like students that like were above high school age, but they had to get a high school education, not GED, mm. but it's like something yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. So she took care of those. Like, so I've never, I've never thought you come to the table when a man takes care of you. I never had that idea, but I didn't know what he looked for in a woman that you wanted to keep. Because mm. there's different than being pretty than bring, being someone you want to spend 20 plus years with. Right. And there's also a conversation around like what providing, what the expectations of providing looks like. When right, you come exactly. From, when you come from a single family home with just a woman mm-hmm. versus, you know, a mother and a father. Mm-hmm. Because for me, like, I have no problem sharing responsibility, but I feel like because I've watched my mom do it all on her own, I will be the first to, like, I don't leave room for. Or at least I didn't leave room for, you know, someone else to come in and, like, let me handle that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know how to do that, though. I don't think, I don't know if that's a. That's not a, that's I not don't, a. I don't know. That's a personality thing? Might be, because I don't do that now. I, like, I have, like, I wrote down, like, in our notes um somewhere, like, one of my key things for, like, having a relationship is letting someone take care of you, because I don't know how to do that. Like, Wait, what do you mean by I, that? Like, even emotionally, not even financially, just anyway. Like, so basically, like, I might have to give an example to really know what I'm talking about. I feel like a burden sometimes with my anxiety mm-hmm. because sometimes I'll have a panic attack and there's nothing I can do about it. But I'm going nuts. Like, I need to, like, either get away from situations. I've been to the emergency room, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Sam will just do stuff, like, take care of it. But I'm like, oh, no, he's doing too much. He's made stage breakfast and he got her from bed. Like, that's a lot. I have to at least do something. Or like, oh, no, he has to work. He has meetings and I'm upstairs having a panic attack. That's not fair. I have to at least go downstairs and watch her while he has a meeting. And I never, I never, like, I feel like a burden when I let people take care of me. Mm. So, like, I don't know. I don't know how much of that is like, it could be a dad, it could be a daddy issue for you. It could be like, because you let your mom, you watched your mom do everything. But for me, I feel like it might not be. You know what I actually think it is? Now that I'm sitting and reflecting on it, it's a control thing. Could be you could be a control freak. You could be because a freak. I know my mother is like super like she she you know she likes things a certain yeah. way. She can be very controlling. I think I definitely and you set expectations in your head. So when they're not going according to plan, or if you have the ability to make them go according to plan, and someone's like, "Wait, can I help?" You're like, "Uh, uh-uh, no, no, mm-hmm. no, no." That's exactly it. Could it's be. not daddy. That's not that's not daddy. <laughs> that's not daddy. That's not daddy. I don't think. I mean, I don't maybe think he could have. Maybe he could have. No. Maybe he could have balanced that, though. Could be. Maybe. He could have added value in that area where he's like, because, no, he could have, because your mom being a control freak or you being a control, and I don't, that's not, I'm not being disrespectful. Like, it's no, just yeah. the word. Yeah, like, your mom being that or you being that. He could have came in and said, if you don't sit down. Like, you know, like, yeah, if you don't let me just, do something. Or it just showed me that, like, as far as partnership is concerned, like, this is what it looks like. Yeah. You exactly know. and just helping and enforcing a help like I feel like Sam doesn't force it but I don't know how to tell my therapist that one day I was like I don't know like she said so who like because I told her I was like when he cooks dinner and like does everything like bathes it makes you my, feel weird I feel like I'm not doing enough and she was like but you mm. both have to eat and I was like yeah but like he's doing everything and she was like 
So does it matter who cooks? But then that's like, we're going completely yeah. off track. Yeah. But you know, that 50-50 conversation we was having? Yeah, we can have that. Yeah. Another another day. But no, but that but it goes into that. And I don't, that's why I don't think anything's 50-50. Yeah. Well, nothing can be. Because sometimes when you're, when you're only able to give 20%, that's where he comes in. 80. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, <laughs> just to circle back. Yeah. How do we circle back? Um, so the benefits of having my dad in the home, um, there's more to it, but I feel like one major one is that confidence. Cause it's, it's weird having, but see, it's weird having confidence when like sometimes things just don't work out. So it beats you down. But like, I do feel that way. Like, I feel like there's nothing I can't do. And I think that is from him. He made me feel like, I think that's your more, you know, it, it, it's cool to have your dad in the home, but it's one thing to be raised by a real nigga. Yeah. <laughs> you know and, and, and someone mean? raw. Because you hate it as a kid. As a kid, I almost felt like yeah. you're another one of my bullies. That's what I that's what I would feel. Yeah. But when I got older, I'm like, no, you're giving it to me straight because someone else is. Like, mm-hmm. like I hate and I even hate giving that example because I hate that raise your kids for the world type of mentality. Like, no, yeah, raise yeah, them yeah. because the world's gonna the world's gonna do whatever. Yeah. But you're giving it to me straight because someone else is, and they're not gonna say it in a loving spirit. Like you're not even saying it in a loving tone, but they're not gonna mm-hmm. say it in a loving spirit. They're gonna tell me to beat me down and to make so. So yes, like <laughs> I do, I do to, to say that. Like I do feel like that confidence was given to me. So, but it's given to me in that way that it can't be stripped. Mm-hmm. Like it can't. Like no, a woman can tell you all day how beautiful you are how much she sees in you. Like, we just went to my dress fitting. Like, she gave us that whole oh, beautiful God. conversation. Such a but imagine angel. a man, like, seeing that, the man we saw before that, like, just seeing that and then showing you examples of what that is. Mm-hmm. Drills it in. Drills the point in. You know, I think, I think what having a dad does for women, especially having a black dad for black women, a good black dad mm-hmm. for black women, it's, it's the poise and the demeanor and the the... Cause I'm watching, I'm I'm as you're speaking, I'm watching you. I'm I'm thinking, and I know you feel like you're like the least poised. I feel like mm-hmm. you think you're just like <laughs> crazy in the brain. <laughs> I do a little psychotic, but like I don't think you realize even just in this relationship, my day to day, my mind, I have so much going on, like my mind is all over the place mm-hmm. and I'm like losing it in my head and your level, your, your, I don't know what to label it, but it's just an energy that you bring that is very apparent that you have the best of both worlds. And it's, it's, reassuring it's um it's 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 an energy that that like helps you focus it's it's all of those things and i just feel like that and maybe i'm thinking about it too hard i don't know but I, i i really do feel like having especially just like in black families because we just come both men and women like we come with so much Mm -hmm. when you have both of those in you you're just a lot more balanced Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I know you feel like I know you feel like you're (laughs) (laughs) I heard a sound I had to look (laughs) 
I know you yeah. probably look at me like I know who was I talking to? Oh, one of my friends was just like, "Oh, you're so calm. You're so cool, I think that calm, about collected. you. I know, and people I think you're do calm as a cucumber. <laughs> most things people think that, but uh, like I don't know. I'm not at all. No, like you. I'm <laughs> not. Please, I'm fucking about no, to melt. I know you're. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not, but you, you, um. I don't know. It's an energy. It's definitely an energy thing. Like, and I'm learning. Like, I'm getting better. I, I, I'm definitely gonna yeah. pat myself on the back as because I feel like, as you should, I feel like I'm at least, at the very least, open to being. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, that's the commentary in the back for you, friends. Um, it's shot o'clock. Shot o'clock, shot o'clock, shot <laughs> o'clock. Okay. okay. We gotta wrap this up. Oh good, okay. Good we gotta wrap this up. I I I'm just trying to think. I feel like this was a really more organic conversation. Like I feel like I I, I just hope that we, we got across and I'm speaking to those watching us right now. I hope that we got across <laughs> you know, the value of fathers in the home. Like, I don't know if the statistics is enough. It's just so normalized. It's That's the thing. The statistics are high. That one about... I'm going to read them again. That one, Yeah, read that one with the 70% because that's a lot. I'm like, read the statistics again, and that's for—is that for just all ge ge genders as well? Like, like this is children? black males. No, I mean like for the statistics, like when it's talking about like black children are more likely. Oh, well, so either children, either child. I'm gonna, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Black children, but I feel like, and the record shows that this is impacting our males. Mm -hmm. It is. You can see it on the street. Not you. <laughs> 70% of black children grow up without a father in their home. That's crazy. Now, let me let me make something clear about that statistic. This is this is Actually, never mind. 70% of black children grow up without a father in the home. Mhm. Mm if you're raised without your father, you are 5 times more likely to be poor and commit crime. So if we dissect just that, having your father in your home, we're t you, you talked about confidence. Mm -hmm. You talked about all of the things that your father instilled in you. Mm -hmm. It's it's one thing to have your mother instill. It, it, I right. mean, just to have both parents there to just instill some of these things. Like, it translates. So five times more likely to be poor and commit crime because poverty brings yeah brings crime. Nine times more likely not to finish school mm. and 20 times more likely to end up jail in jail. I was watching this interview that um, what's this guy's name? The politician that was on Breakfast Club. Umar? No, Larry Elder. Mm. He's running. He's running for, for president. Mm. He's a Republican, a black man. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to give my opinion on anything because I don't need nobody coming for me mm -hmm. not in the comments y'all <laughs> yeah but what i will say is that um he brought up a really good point about the fear that 
the lack of fear that is in some of our black men mm-hmm. and how that contributes to a lot of the decisions that they make. Larry Elder grew up with two parents who were both of the in the dirty South, like mm-hmm. Alabama. I forgot where the other parent was from, Mississippi, or, you know, the mm-hmm. South, the deep South, um, in the joke, Jim Crow era. Mm-hmm. So this is a black man that knows what racism is. He He's experienced it firsthand. His parents have experienced it firsthand. Um, and he just talked about how, like, for him, he grew up with his father and his mother. Mm-hmm. For him, he had the fear of his father and over authority. These black men, they don't have a dad to fear. So they definitely not fear in authority. And it's just like, it's not a, even about like instilling fear into your child, but it's just, there's a certain respect and a certain revere yeah. that you have for a man. Like I watch it with my son. Like my son don't act the way he acts with his dad, the way no. he acts with me. And it's not a fear. It's just a, it's a presence that men, yeah. the, the male presence, it's a presence, having that presence in your home on a day-to-day basis. You know, you're going home to someone that is superior. Mm-hmm. It's hard for men to feel, especially a man <clears throat> who's being raised by his mother. Like, you don't feel like she's your superior. No. You know what I mean? No. Like, there is still, like, there's a love, there's a respect, there's a tenderness. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, this is my superior. This is someone that, you know, I revere. No. It's not that level of, of no. respect. Um, and so... It's a really good interview, and I don't even know if I should even be plugging anything. But <laughs> I know. I think it says something... <clears throat> about that it says something it's a point because i'm thinking like the men now oh, certain men not all men but some black men they don't even fear like death like they don't even fear they fear nothing the unknown they don't even fear anything everything we just talked about before like anxieties about like death things that like are above of all of us anything they're, is promised they don't even fear fear that like they are just and they're in survival mode mode yeah they're Excuse just walking me. around like invincible Mm-hmm. And that's scary. Very scary. And and then that tells you what they can do to other things because mm-hmm. that's how you feel. So that's a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 heavy. It it's is heavy. a lot. It's a lot. Um and there's so much more to it just about like just the black the demise of the black family in general. Um but my my hope is that like these conversations are had more often. You know, big ups to all the fathers that are active. <clears throat> My voice is giving out. <laughs> but active and also the ones that are active when, like, maybe your child's mother is not making it easy for you. Mm-hmm. And you still keep pushing for that relationship because that's tough. It doesn't matter, like, what what the reason is. It's really tough to deal with someone you don't want to deal with. Like, A bit of baby tough. mama. It's tough. <laughs> Even dealing with, like, work colleagues you don't want. Like, all of that's tough. And I just, like, anybody that's doing that. But to, to the men that are really doing that and pushing past women just being so vindictive and disgusting towards them. Mm-hmm. Big up to you guys as well. You matter. Yes. You matter. And, yeah. Um, power to the people. <laughs> And with that being said, friends, if you enjoy what you heard here today, please like, comment, subscribe, and you can listen to the audio-only version of the podcast everywhere you get podcasts. Till next time. Peace.
audio has been remastered from our corresponding YouTube video. Link to the YouTube video will be in the show notes. Bay Room is sponsored by Sage Rose, inspired by beauty, made for versatility. If you like what you heard today, please give us five stars wherever you're listening and follow Bay Room on Instagram. See you soon.